was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It was the best. It was the best. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It was the best. You stupid monkey. Good. Welcome to Shaken Not Noob, episode 20, the podcast that doesn't ask for a single penny. Do we ask for more than tingles? No, I tried to I tried to come up with like a rhyme, like twenty penny. Nah, it didn't really work. I'll play I'll workshop it for next week. Yes, do that for twenty one. Find L- a rhyme for twenty one. Lots of fun. No. Twenty one Eat a bun. Oh eat a bun. Yeah, see? Up the No. This shit whites <laughs> itself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your host Duty and with me as always for a twenty nil strikeout rate. The fuzzy Dan. Yes, that's me, the fuzzy Dan. Here I am. Howdy! Hello! And how you doing? Oh, <laughs> there's Michael just sitting in his car going, when's he going to do the blah, blah? <laughs> how are you, Fuzzy? I will save that for later. Michael, I know that's your, your favorite, so yeah. we're going to bring that that's in later. <laughs> I am fantastic, buddy. I've had a massive week of playing games and all sorts of stuff. Considering, especially, we had a long weekend last weekend. I went away camping for two days, and I still managed to crunch in two games this week. So, damn. Being busy, boy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good thing is, one of the game reviews you did is portable. So, I have a feeling why everyone was, you know, building a fire and... And, and bending pieces of wood to turn them into a bow and arrow and... You really don't know how to camp, do you? And, um... <laughs> num- Stabbing your neighbour for his he'll, bread. He'll find them and... Num- 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 <laughs> Excuse me, you didn't finish. You still just trailed off there. <laughs> <laughs> really, your vision of camping is Survivor, right? Oh, it's the Predator. Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's getting a tiki torch and screaming, covering yourself in mud, cutting yourself with a big knife, saying you ain't got time to bleed, and then bleeding. Yes. Chewing tobacco as well. Chewing tobacco, yeah. 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 Absolutely. That's pretty much it, yes. That is the camping experience in 2019. All right. Yeah. (laughs) How you doing, buddy? Good, good. Also had a busy, busy week. We have, we both have the exact same game to review, so we've we've got it from, of course, different points of view. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And shit, what else have I been playing? I've been, I've of course finished Devil May Cry. I gave my review of it last week. Yes. Um, But it's one of those games that... It uh, and the the developers have said it's a game that wraps up the the story of the Sons of Sparta, which is the the overarching story. Sure. And it was one of those endings where you know when you finish a game and you just go back and you you fight the final boss again to get the cinematic and the. I've done that a couple of times now. Yeah. It, it's one of those it's one of those endings like when you finish God of War three and you kill Zeus like that cool war sort of thing. It's, mm-hmm. it's that. Yeah. Spoilers so. for God of War three, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I get it. You're like, there's some of those moments that you just want to relive over and over again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And getting the with the, you know, I played on Xbox using the using a Kinect or your controller to screenshot something, so then you can later use it as your background. I spent about ten minutes trying to screenshot this one frame from uh, a cutscene. I'm like, that would look sick as a background for my Xbox, and I fucking got it. Oh, you did. Excellent. Yes. I can't say what it is. It is spoiler, so... Oh, jeez. Yes. I don't yeah. know if I say it, Tom will kill me um, because he's still playing... He hasn't finished Devil May Cry 5. He's still playing oh, it. No. Um, but I know he was very angry from the Halo shit talking, the Supernatural shit talking <laughs> uh, from last week's episode. Oh, well, hopefully we'll make him a little bit happier this week. I know there's a lot of news that's probably going to be right up his alley. Oh. Well, speaking of news, I got some news. Let's talk it, buddy. Right up the wazoo. Um <laughs> Sounds painful. Yep, speaking of Division Wazoo. Uh, New Yorker. Sure. Hey, I'm newsing here. Um, <laughs> we got a new Apex Legend coming, a new character for Apex Legend. Do we? Because we got, yes. what, six so far? Eight. 
eight, eight I think. Okay, two eight. of them you unlock, which was That's the, right. uh, the Mirage guy and Bane. Mm-hmm. Um, we now get Apex Legends is giving us a, a character called Octane. He is a high-speed daredevil. His passive ability is while he's not taking damage, he restores health, which okay. is pretty good. Um, Don't they all do that? No. So some of them you need to use syringes. Oh, okay. The yep, healing yep. character drops out a drone, which will heal people nearby. He just sure, heals sure, himself sure. over time. Yep. Uh, his tactical ability, which will be your R1 or your right bumper, is you move 30% faster for six seconds, but it costs you 10% health. Interesting. So that's kind but of cool. They, but you obviously you get health. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, cool. uh, and his ultimate ability is uh, he deploys jump pads which can catapult users through the air. So if there's circles starting to close in, you can throw those to jump, or if you're getting surrounded, you can throw those to knock people out. Okay. So yeah, that's, nice. That's, that's and obviously cool. no fall damage in uh, Apex Legends. No fall damage yeah. as well. And uh, his, uh, his ability where he can make himself run faster, he is immune to the slowing effects while he's using that. So if someone's throwing a stun grenade okay. or something, it doesn't affect you. Okay, okay. So Excellent. Mm-hmm. There we go. They, they just keep <clears throat> kicking goals, those people. Well, I played a couple of rounds of Apex Legends uh, with Ian, the huge Footlong Johnson, and Emmy Cosplay the other day, uh, mm-hmm. about two days ago. And of course, I think the best we came was third. Yep. Uh, and there was one person who had like 1,300, 1,400 kills. Yeah, right. I, th- I think there's some people that have just devoted their lives to this game now. So, yeah, good luck catching up with those guys. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> um, speaking of more video game news, uh, because we do a video game podcast. Uh, there <laughs> and, was and this is the new section of that podcast. <laughs> there was the uh, Inside Xbox that was the uh, it's the monthly Xbox show. That, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Do. Yep. And they announced that the Halo Master Chief Collection is coming to the PC. What? Which is Halo 1, 2, and 3. That's awesome. It's going to be configured, of course, for the PC with controls and, and, and yeah, such. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're also getting Halo Reach mm. is being added to that collection, which is my f- personal favorite Halo game. Nice. So, oh, okay, wait. So this is, they're doing high def, like, upgrades to these things now? Like yep, yep. So for 4K Halo Reach, gaming you'll get 4K, and 60 yep. frames a second. Nice. Uh, smooth texturing, all that sort of stuff like that. It won't be necessarily like when you get, uh, like, Crash Bandicoot, where it's going to complete remaster, redone sort of thing. It'll, it'll be along the lines of just the... Sharpening things for today. I, I hope they do probably like make the effort that they did with say um, Resident Evil Two. Oh. Like, you know they, they that was a complete remaster redo. Though. Yeah, I, I don't, I'd like to see them uplift some of that stuff because I don't know. Like while it was a solid game, and I, I will go back and play those Halo games. They are yeah almost essential playing for anyone with an Xbox. Uh, I would like to see them doing stuff to update some of the mechanics just to make sure that they are current and fresh. Well, yeah, because the original uh, the original Halo games, of course, were on the Xbox. They had the black and white buttons. Of course, we don't have those buttons on uh, yep, the sure. console, so they, they turned over to, I think, RB and LB, because they didn't exist on the original one. There so, we go. Interesting. So, do we, do we have a date on that yet? Or is no, it? no dates yet so Just that far. it's been yeah. announced. Okay. Um, of course, the Halo The Master Chief Collection is available on Xbox Game Pass, so if you have Xbox Game Pass, you get, of course... Halo Master Collection, but you will get uh, Reach when it comes to that as well. Mm, nice. So that's that's kind of cool. Nice. Um, we are getting teased for a late March reveal for Borderlands 3. Yeah, I saw that. They just put up a, a date, right? It was like March 28th 20... or yeah. something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And just in the Borderlands texture and yeah. It looks interesting. I like it. And you're a Borderlands fan more so than Fuck I am. Fuck yes. Excited, I would assume. Oh man, speaking of games where you just pick up random weapons that you know have different stats and all the rest of it, like... We'll talk about the division in a, in a little bit, but Borderlands is the original and the best at all of this because they they have this like 
like randomly generated weapons that come up with stats that will absolutely bend your mind trying to find the best fit for yourself. Yeah. And it's literally that. It's just a gun porn game because you're but finding it, yeah, what it is. It is gun porn. That's, that's the best way people have described it in the past. Yeah. But a lot of fun. Like, the Borderlands games are great. There's a lot of humor to it. Um, they do really well in involving you in the story, like the characters and the narrative Clap that's trap. going on. Claptrap. They had a handsome Jack collection that came out that's recently. Right. Yep. Like, just some really interesting characters, and I think they, um, the concept of the game I absolutely love. So, you know, any new Borderlands stuff I'm already on board for. I think that when Border- if Borderlands 3 is announced, um, and, and, you know, when it does come out, that might be a game where, similar to The Division, we both have to get a copy of it so we can provide our own points of view on it, because I'm absolutely. not a huge Borderlands person. Really? No. Oh, wow. No, I, just, I don't know what it is. I just couldn't get into it. I will lend you the Handsome Jack collection, which I have on uh, on. I used to have that. I traded it in. <gasps> Ian and I bought it. We, we played uh, Borderlands 2. We got bored of it pretty quick and then got rid of it. Yeah, wow. Okay. I'm, I'm hoping they do like some squad multiplayer stuff in this one. Like They, they in- started introducing it in uh, number two. I think they can do it better. And yeah, they, they just, again, they're a company that's produced really good results in the past. But I, they've I'm, also produced very, very, very poor results in the past, such as Duke Nukem Forever and Aliens Colonial Marines, which apparently the funding they got for Colonial Marines, they took it away from that and put it into Borderlands 2. Makes sense. Yeah, pissed off a lot of people, including myself. Yeah, but the Aliens games have never been really good, have they? Isolation's good. Have you played Isolation? Yes, I have. It's It's, it's a different type of game, though. Yeah, it's it's the alien to the aliens. My, my first written review for a video game ever was Colonial Marines. Oh, fantastic. How'd that go? Uh, I gave it a 6.5. Oh, wow. Compared Vicious. to 4 and 2s everywhere. Okay. But... Yes. Interesting. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, there we go. Um, <laughs> but yes, Borderlands. Borderlands <laughs> 3, give me that. Like, everyone's waiting for it. They they keep pushing it. The art style and the gameplay is amazing. And yeah, more, more, more. More, more, more. All right, next up the bat, we have a brand new translucent white Xbox controller is coming out. So we got wow. the Phantom, which was a black trans... Sort of like with Nintendo 64, how they had those translucent controllers. Yeah. They're starting to come back now because 80 nostalgia. So we're getting a... We have a black one that's out. We're getting a white one. Sure. My Elite controller is actually starting to to wither away and die. <laughs> uh, You're looking I, for an excuse to spend money, aren't you? Well, it's a standard controller. I'm going <laughs> to... Uh, I've got a, a friend and a tattoo artist who does custom commission work. Yeah, I'm going to buy myself a, a plain Elite controller, give it to him, and he's going to turn it into a Dragon Ball Z controller. So he's going to spray paint it blue cool. and all gold buttons and stuff like that. So Okay, okay. Mm. But yeah, so a new translucent white controller was revealed at uh, Inside Xbox, and it looks pretty cool. Okay, interesting. Yeah, we like those. I, I will say that, that uh, Xbox does those custom controllers much better than uh, PlayStation. Like, yeah. They, they just... They seem to just continue to deliver. They've got, you know, their in-house stuff that they've got the pro controllers, all the rest of it. Yeah. Uh, they just really don't have the same kind of quality with Sony. They just seem to have, like, a couple of different colors, and then there's some Orange custom blue stuff. blue and pink, and that's about it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you've seen my controllers. I customize the grips and the buttons and things like that. They're fantastic now, but that's that's work that I've had to put in. I'd like to be able to buy something off the shelf yeah. that I can customize in the same way that I can with the Elite controllers from Xbox. Mm. So, yeah. Sony, if you're listening, of course you are. Lift your fucking game. 
your your uh, son, Little Fuzzy, will be happy about this one. Yes, he will. Uh, Minecraft is coming to the Xbox Game Pass. What? <laughs> well, we've already got it on like two different platforms. So well, you might need to get it on Xbox. Uh, I'm actually gonna <laughs> I'm actually gonna delve in and get the Xbox Game Pass. I've been sitting on the fence about it for a little while. Okay. Um, of course, Crackdown Three is on the Xbox Game Pass. Sea of Thieves apparently is really really good now, so I want to get back into that. Yeah, no, they burnt me. They burnt us. They got us both, buddy. They got us both, but I feel like it's the similar situation with Destiny 1 and Division 1 where the core game is very boring, give it a year later, and it's actually quite good. It, it's one of those sort of games, so with the Game Pass, I think it's only like 13 or 14 bucks a month, and the yeah. first month is a dollar, so I'm going to give it a crack. Yeah, go. go for it. I, I, I think it's a great idea if you're, you're interested in trying a bunch of different games and you're not quite sure what to get, mm. and, you're not quite, and, and you're happy to, to wait for something to come out. Like, absolutely, go get it. They'll get all the exclusives on there. It'll be a lot of fun. So, like I say, Crackdown 3, which is only, what, a couple of months old? Yeah, m- month and a half or so. Yeah, yeah, there you go. So, I mean, get that and you'll be quite happy, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, and the last piece of news is DayZ. Do you know DayZ? I do. Is coming to the Xbox, 27th of March. Sure it is. It's okay. like two, three years. To, how long has it been out for now? Oh, uh, shit. Uh, seven or eight years or so. Yeah. But like, it was originally made as a mod for Armour 3 on the PC. Yeah. And now it's it's getting again. Yeah. I sort of want to try it, but they're asking, I think, 47 or 50 bucks no for the game. No fucking way. It's a $30 game at best. Like, 20 to 30 bucks for a game that's essentially st- a mod of yeah. something else that they've been patching like fuck for ages. There is no way that that is worth more than 30 bucks. I think if that hits Game Pass, I'll give it a crack there. But yeah, I, I will tell you right now, don't go out of your way to get it. If you haven't got it already, like, yeah, you're probably not interested in it. So, yeah. Uh, I'm, it's just my personal take on it. I played a little bit and I just... I, yeah, I get it, but... There's better games. Yeah, so... Uh, I don't know whether... I, I know the premise is similar rest to PUBG in regards to once you're dead, you're out. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's no closing circle, which is what I like. I don't necessarily like that about the Battle Royales. I kind of like the once you're dead, you're out sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but of course, when you fire a gun, zombies come sprinting and running and stuff. So I kind of like that idea. But I want to give it a crack before I put any judgment to it. Yeah, no, fair enough. Give it a try. Mm. Uh, yeah, but don't spend too much on it, buddy. No. <laughs> no, no, no. But we also have a, a sponsor for the show as of last week. There we do. Mike was on the show last week. Fuzzy, where's he from? What's he do? Um, I don't know. Have Who you is our sponsor? <laughs> have, I'm reading without notes here. Uh, <laughs> Culture Shock Collectibles. Yes. They're your number one collectibles place for collectibles that you can collect. <laughs> oh, we, have we got like notes yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, okay. So, uh, yeah, you've got course, this. Culture Shock Collectible is, matter of fact, the only collectible store in regards to hot toys. Sideshow collectibles, which are the the high end sort of figures and stuff yep. like that, that I go to for my for my own personal collection. It's the number one duty recommendation. And of course, you know, people who have seen us on uh, on Instagram have seen the photo of my Funko Pop wall. Eighty percent of that is all uh, culture shock collectibles. There you go. So uh, they're essentially yes, a collectible store. They sell Funko Pops. They sell action figures. Power Rangers are coming massively back into popularity as well as the um, really yeah as well okay. as the old school Ninja Turtle toys. Yeah, nice. So they're all starting to come back. Transformers as well, all that sort of stuff. Okay. Um, of course, they sell the, the the Funko Pops, not only the standard ones you get in stores, but they'll get the rare ones from uh, San Diego Comic-Con, or they'll get the, yeah. the exclusives and stuff like that. So nice. this week, they have gotten in stock yep. the Captain America from uh, the Captain America figure from Infinity War, which is his beard. He doesn't have a shield, but he's got He's those, got those two little arm shields. He's got those Wakandan yeah. shields, and he actually comes with the... Uh, get this man a shield. 
<laughs> he gets that glaive that he catches um, from one of the Black Order. From Glaven. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. He's got, essentially, he doesn't come with his Captain America shield, but he comes with uh, those Wakandan shields. He comes with uh, a beard, and he comes with that uh, that sort of that giant staff that he catches and, and fights off. Uh, I think it's Corvus Glaive with. Sure. So it comes with that. Um, they also a lot of the one six collectible community is saying this is the best Batman figure released. Period. Oh, really? Wow, okay. The Batman armored variant from Justice League, which is what he wears at the end of the film, covered in armor. A lot okay. of people are saying that's the best sort of figure for Batman. If you want to, if you want the Holy Grail for Batman figures, it's that one. See, if it was, if I was going to pick one, it would be um, Adam West doing the uh, Batusi. You can get that. Really? You can get that. Oh my god, I might actually spend money on that because that's fucking hilarious. And you can get a uh, Burt Ward Robin as well. <gasps> Yeah. Nice. Legitimately, that Holy Testicle yeah. Tuesday, <laughs> Batman. Uh, and of course, uh, released this morning, and my newsfeed is absolutely going apeshit for it. Yeah. Uh, Funko announced a new Funko Pop, and it is <laughs> Charmander. Did they really? Charmander. And really? He's, he's going to sell out like fucking quick. Why? It's just stupidly popular. Some characters sell out really, really quick. Is One everyone excited out after the Charmander reveal in uh, the Detective Pikachu trailer? Oh, perhaps so, yeah. Yeah, because he looks pretty fucking cool in that trailer. Well, you get Charizard in that trailer as well. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, but one of the, the most sort of sought-after Funko Pops is uh, it's the character Vegeta from Dragon Ball Z. Uh, at the very, very start of the series, he's on a different planet, so like the, the lighting is different. So rather than having like the blue and yellow armor, he's got orange and like this purple. And that goes for about okay? fifteen hundred to two thousand Australian dollars. What? Yeah. It's a very, <laughs> very popular Funko Pop. Far out. <laughs> That's a lot of money for a Funko Pop. Yeah. So interesting stuff. Uh, if you're, you know, if you're a collector like myself, or you want to start taking a look at things, check out Culture Shock Collectibles. That's www.cultureshockcollectibles.com.au, and I'll put the link in the Facebook posts. Yeah, they're, they're shipping. They do a deal on shipping yes. as well, right? Free shipping over fifty dollars. Nice, which is freaking great. Yeah, so That's two you can get two Funko Pops, right? Yeah, they'll cost you forty bucks. Yeah, they have an option in checkout, which is a ten dollar free mystery Funko Pop. Ooh, so mystery! Half price you get a mystery one. You don't know what it is, and it's actually wrapped in in brown paper, so you don't know what's. Oh, you can trade you it all in for what's in this box? <laughs> the box, the box. Um, so you get essentially three Funko Pops, free shipping. If you buy a high end collectible, free shipping. It's great. That's pretty awesome. So yeah, get onto them. Yeah. Pretty cool stuff. But Fuzzy. Yes, buddy. Not only do we have a game, we have something special for the end of the episode that I teased on our Facebook page. Tease like shit. Yes. Uh, what have we been playing? We've been playing a couple of things this week. We're going to talk about... Uh, we'll talk about Division, because that's the one that you've been playing as well. Yes. <laughs> we'll save my one for the other one for the end. The Division 2. Yes. It's like The Division, but it's more 2. It's it's uh, Division by Multiplication. Yeah. That's the name of my review. <laughs> High five. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. Um, yeah, we've been playing The Division 2. Uh, thank you. Big shout out uh, to the guys who, for supplying us with copies of that. Ubisoft Australia. Yeah, thank you very much. Ubisoft, thank you. We need to ask them. Fucking email them and ask them if it's Ubisoft no, no, or no. Ubisoft. I've but don't actually sp- just spell it the same way. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like there, there'll be an event in Melbourne at some point for for a Ubi Ubisoft release. Yeah, we'll take the Zoom. Yeah. we'll record either pri- before or after and ask them. I tell you what, how you pronounce it? We'll we'll, we'll put a a Funko Pop from Culture Shock Collectibles on the line. So the the winner of the correct claim yeah. has to buy the no the loser has to buy the winner of Funko Pop. 
That's great because you don't have any Funko Pops. So exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I need one for my shelf, buddy. I'm going to start a huge wall. Uh, it's called the Dance Right Collection. <laughs> so far, it's empty. 38 <laughs> years now. It's been empty for 38 years. It's been empty for a while, buddy. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking for my first trophy, and it's going to be now. <laughs> All right, so there we go. It's on the line for the next... Uh, All right. Yeah, stay tuned for the next Ubisoft. Uh, next time there's an event, we're going. But yes, of <laughs> course, uh, we are play- We have been playing The Division 2, yeah. which of course is a sequel to 2016's The Division. So three years ago, we got uh, the original Division, Yep. Uh, which of course was revealed at E3, big open world set in New York. Uh, there's a there's sort of a virus that has gone through New York. It's actually killed a lot of people. It's just essentially a, a harsher version of the common cold. It gets, gets you sick, and then if you don't, you know, essentially take care of yourself, you tend to get into the shit. You did. Um, and essentially quarantines New York and now in the sequel it's it's gone to Washington. It's going to Capitol Hill. Capitol Hill. <laughs> yeah, that place. Yep. Um, uh, yes, it's, it just really picks up uh, where the last story left off. So, yep. And I will say right off the bat if you liked the first game you're going to fucking love the second game. It's, oh, yeah. it's more of the same for exactly what you're after. Uh, we were talking pre-roll about all of this stuff, like just you know, like for anyone who's played this franchise before, you'll be able to kick straight into it. Yep. Uh, I'll be interested to hear about people who haven't played it before and and finding out the learning curve for this because I was able to pick it up and just go. Bang. I, I spent a lot of hours in there, got to the end game, was really happy with it. But yeah, it's just really working through it from a, a fresh perspective yeah. will be really interesting because there's no tutorial at all it's, it just throws yeah. you straight in right so uh the, the first game you start off in dumbo in brooklyn that teaches you how to move how to cover and you shoot some bottles you sort of get used to it for the first about half an hour to an hour or so and then yep. you go into manhattan yeah this game essentially you create your character as soon as your character's created bang you in the action and then as soon as that sort of little action piece is done bang you in the next piece of action there's no real first step yeah um and, and as i've as i've you know i've put in a in a written review uh, is that the Division 1 taught you how to walk, Division 2 teaches you how to run. So, of course, if you haven't played Division 1, you're running from the get-go. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. The controls and the layout are pretty pretty simple, pretty straightforward. Yep. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's very much... Uh, I'm, I'm keen for someone's thoughts on... I haven't played the first one, I've looked at it, but I, I know nothing of it so far. Yeah. And, look, we, we, we talked about this um, when we referred to Borderlands 3 coming... Yes. Well, Whatever they're teasing for Borderlands. Um, Telltale's Borderlands 6, the yeah. game that's not coming because Telltale doesn't exist. <laughs> um, but yeah, essentially, like with this game, it is very much a, a similar format with um, with collectibles. Like it's all it's all about picking up the the latest weapon and comparing comparing the, stats, the, and stuff, c- yeah. comparing stats all the time. Like I've found myself doing that. On a regular basis, you pick up a new weapon. You, know, you shoot down a bad guy. Oh, weapon drop. Oh, it's a different color. Yeah. And uh, you pick it up and you, you have a look at it. You compare the stats and you're like, oh, this goes here. And you add on all your mods and you do all of the rest of it. And you figure out what's the best setup for you. Yeah. Like there's there's a hundred different ways you can skin a cat. And, you know, I've found myself walking around now with, uh, I, I've, I've got always got a, a shotgun on me. Yep. I've got a, an assault rifle yep. and I've got a sniper rifle. So you can just mix it up depending on where you are. And I find like yeah. yeah, there's just a really like you can absolutely customize the the gameplay to how you would like to play. Yeah, and that that's the one thing I will say that necessarily didn't work for Destiny, but works well for the division. Is Destiny? You picked a class. Your class had 
you know, you were the Warlock or you were the Titan or whatever, but you weren't restricted to weapons, which I found that didn't work with Destiny. But for the Division, you play however the hell you want to play. If you want to run around with a submachine gun and a shotgun, that's fine. You're not going to do great at long range of confrontation. Yeah. But you can do that. You can essentially play your way. And look, it will get. I think it comes into more into the end game uh, when when you start to customize a bit more. Yeah. You start getting the classes and stuff like that. It's it's not something I've got to yet. I will I will point that we'll out. We'll come back to it in about a month or two. So I'm to. Yeah, I mean, I've got. Yeah. I'm about 15 hours in so far. So you know, I've I've played a, enough of it to get a good idea for the game, but yeah. just have not got to that end phase yet. Um, but yeah, game one, it was all about, you know, that in game, once you get there, what you do, it's about customization and getting that new set of, uh, you know, of gear and weaponry and all the rest of it. Yeah. You can see that coming out sort of that mid game I'm at now. They're starting to you pick Slowly up pieces. trickle through. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So I think there'll be a lot of that that comes in later on. And I'm, I'm looking forward to getting into that space because it's a lot of fun once you get there. Yeah. But yeah, the build up to it. Oh my goodness. It's like... I say this in my video review that I did this week. It's like crack. It's like I just need that, that one more. Just give me one more hit. Just give me one more piece of weaponry. Well, there's a lot of things that even as a, a as Division 2 that even in the world in general that I wasn't aware of. Okay. Uh, when you, of course, reach Washington, D.C., uh, you... The first mission, and it's not necessarily spoilers, is protect the White House. Like it's a that's that's the main focal base because in I think it was Division One Town Hall was the base in New York. Sure, yeah. And in Division Two is it's the White House. Yeah. Um, and of course you can roam through the White House and you know actually I didn't actually know that the Oval Office wasn't in the the main section of the White House. Oh, okay. It's actually off to the west, hence West Wing. That never clicked. I always thought the Oval Office was the the big office in the middle of all the pillars. <laughs> Man, it has the big office in the middle. <laughs> I thought it was in there. That's not the big... It's like the front door. Have yeah. you not seen White House Down? No. Have you not seen Olympus Has Fallen? Aren't they the same thing? <laughs> no! <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Watch I've Olympus Has Fallen. I will say, watch Olympus Has Fallen. It gives you a better idea for the layout of the uh, of the White House. Is that the one with Channing Tatum? Uh, no, that's the other one. That's White House Down. Ah. Yeah, Channing Tatum and Jamie Foxx is the president. Right. Yeah. Oh, the other one's Gerard Butler. Gerard Butler and Morgan and Freeman. Morgan, no, Morgan Freeman is the uh, Secretary of State. Uh, the President is Aaron Eckhart. Oh. Yeah. All oh, right, I might have yeah. to look. Watch that. That movie's super fun. Yeah, of course, um, uh, similar to the Division 1, you can you know bring up the map. There yep. is the standard areas that, of course, your starting area, your level, you know, Four to six, you you know, sevens to ten areas. They're, they're so they block out like suburbs essentially for depending on what level you are. Not and the idea is block to out, you can go into them, but it's advised not to go into them yeah. because you'll just get gunned down. So yeah. Yeah, the idea is that it gives you sort of a safe place to play in and where you can level up your character. And you know, if you want a challenge, you can jump straight into it. Yeah. But it's just a, a, it's a even more of a grind than the regular game can be because you're just shooting at guys for hours on end. Yeah, and um, of course the we've got the return of the dark zones, which are sort of areas that have been blocked off in the city yep. due to the uh, the virus or the, the the green plague or the money plague. I've forgotten the actual terminology of it. Yeah, um, has, is so strong in that area, it's, it's killed a lot of people. So essentially, the government's just blocked off those areas. Yeah, you can go into those areas. That's the the PvP area. So it's the PvPVE. Yeah. <laughs> so any weapon, There's so many V's. Any weapon you find in that area, or any piece of gear that is is quite good, yeah, is contaminated and needs to be airlifted out of there, or needs to be con- uh, so extracted out of that area. Decontaminated, so you can use and yeah, yeah, so you yeah, can yeah. use in the normal world. But yeah. anytime you call extraction for that piece of, of you know that weapon, that chest piece, whatever it might be, you alert everyone in that dark zone area 
you are calling an extraction. <laughs> which, a lot of, in my experience, is a lot of the players go, yeah, cool, whatever, and they just leave them alone. But you get that, you know, three out of ten dicks will just turn around and go, what's he got? Yeah. I'm going to kill him. Take his gear. Man, so many times in, in Div 1, like I was playing with people and you'd be like, yeah, we've just finished this little mission. We'll, we'll go here and we'll extract all this gear. And then there's just dudes camping the uh, the retrieval site. And oh, it's, yeah. They just sit around the corner and just go, we'll just wait for something to come around. Because like, cause not only when you, you set off this flare to call in the re- extraction, it takes like two to, two to three minutes, I think it is, to come in. Yep. Uh, and basically you're sitting there and you get uh, the, the the AI coming in to attack you. Yeah. And then on top of that, you just get other guys, like other players coming in to attack you. And they, they are zoned like uh, you've got levels zoned for yeah, the dark zones. Yeah, so if zones. you're too high to go in a certain area, they, they block you out, exactly. which is a good thing. They didn't do that in the first game. But even still with even within the like the caps that you have, yeah, you know that it can be quite hard when there's a player that's like maybe two or three levels above you. It's quite a it's quite a steep jump, and mm. the amount of damage they can put out and the amount of damage they can soak up. So you know it's it's a really interesting thing. Look, I would highly recommend if you are playing this game that you just don't go into the dark zone unless you're crewed up with a bunch of people that you are talking to actively on microphone because you just will struggle otherwise. Yeah, especially yeah, if you are playing by yourself, you don't know who's friendly, who's not friendly. There are emotes in the game that you can use to sort of try and figure that out if you yep. don't have a microphone. Um, but you never know with, you know, people. Now times they'll say, yeah, I'm fine. And then they'll see, oh, shit, you got a, you know, a yellow shotgun. No, you're not getting away with that. Yeah. And there's, look, there are people that um, you can do matchmaking with um, yes. in the game. So there's options for that. Matchmaking is a lot better compared to Division 1. Oh, yeah. If you're stuck in a mission now, you can essentially do from what Monster Hunter World did is shoot up an SOS flare. And that will tell any uh, division agent saying, SOS flare triggered from this agent. He needs help. Click the right stick to actually instantly join them. I'm like, that's great. Yeah, I've just I been like ignoring that. all those. <laughs> I, t- I turned off the alerting. <laughs> oh, I, don't, I don't necessarily mind that because... Let I, that fucking die. I've played it and then gone, oh, you know, three hours later, someone's shot an SOS flare on a mission I've already done. And I'm like, cool, I, I sort of know that one. It's probably, you know, someone new starting. I'll go help them out just to see what it's like. Yeah. But it, it's quite good. And then, of course, not only do we have the Dark Zone, they've also implemented... Uh, a new PvP, a traditional PvP mode, which is a team deathmatch. Yes, and a, uh, a control point capture. Yeah, have you have you played the team deathmatch yet? I haven't given them a crack yet. Okay. No. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, we have <laughs> this week. We've got both got versions of the division. Uh, we've got them on different consoles, so uh, <laughs> yeah. it's a little bit of a pain. But uh, you know, so we can't actually play together to tell you what that, that experience is like. Yeah. Um, but look, I, I think there's there's a lot of options in here for. Different game modes, which I think is really awesome. They're giving you, like, handing people the keys and saying, "Here you go, play it how you like to play it." You yeah. can just spend your entire time in death matches or in the dark zone or just wandering the world. And there's, there's even strongholds and, now as well, which yeah. is essentially raids. Yeah, so they're if you don't awesome. want to go into the dark zone, if you hate the PvP aspect and you just want PvE, yeah, go to a stronghold. You can even like if you're just still trying to level it up and you're just loving the experience of the single player game, you can just go back through and do uh, the missions again. Exactly, they allow yeah. you to replay that, and there's always stuff happening. So I think there's a lot to do in this world, and there, it will keep players interested in, in different styles of games. And yeah, yeah, just keep them coming back for more, which will be good. Well, we've talked about what we what we love about the division two. The things that we're not necessarily a fan of with some of the choices they've made. Um, look, I, I think from, apart from there, there have been some minor technical issues. Yep. Um, so I've noticed some, um, I've had complaints from friends who played the beta um, where they had like literal just sound dropouts. Um, so it was just background noise. So there was no gunfire Gun or, or anything yep. like that for, for long periods of time. I've noticed it for maybe about five or 10 seconds at a time. Um, but 
not anything longer than that. So I think they're they're in the process of fixing that up. Yep. Uh, there's been some frame rate dips. I've had some frame rate dips here and there, but I don't know whether it's necessarily my internet connection, a large amount of people on the server. You, you get there's little bit of teething yeah. issues here and there. Yeah. And look, all of that stuff, I'm not such a, not worried about. They are there, and yeah. they are like, but I expect that from most games. I expect that there's going to be launch issues, especially games of this size and scope with this many people and all the rest of it. I, I expect there will be some. Uh, some issues getting it live, yeah, and that's that's okay. They'll fix that stuff up. Uh, the fundamental like core gameplay is still, you know, it's, it's still great. F- it's great. There's there's not necessarily an issue where similar with Anthem. It's great to play in the javelin. Once you're outside of the javelin or in a cutscene, it's shit out. There's See, none of those issues. There's almost no cutscenes in this movie uh, yeah. in this game. Like, uh, I will say, like you know, that people have referred to this as an action RPG. Yep. I, I think it's an action adventure game, uh, uh, more so than it is an RPG. Like it's you're collecting stuff, but I don't really feel like you're like you're RPG. Not making dialogue options. Your character doesn't talk. Exactly right. Yeah. RPG is role playing game. You're making choices about your character that influence the world around you. Yeah. And this one, it's really about what gun do I like the best? Yeah. What custom skin can I purchase for real Earth dollars to look yeah, differently? Yeah, I'm not and a huge fan of that. Yeah, and we'll, we'll talk about that as a, as a negative too. But like, just really want to emphasize that anyone interested in RPG specifically, yeah. you won't find the satisfying experience you'll get from, say, a Skyrim or maybe yeah, um, uh, any other like ac- like proper RPG like yeah. The Witcher, anything like that. They they're a different experience altogether. Yeah. So go play those games. You won't get that here. This is an action shooter. A little bit of adventure, a little bit mission focused. It's but a looter shooter, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Loot shoot right. That's what I've called my video this week. Ooh. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> um, of course, yeah, we just we just touched on it before. Of course, there are microtransactions in yes. the Division 2. You didn't necessarily get them with the Division 1, but a lot of the DLC was you had to pay for the DLC in Division 1. A lot of the DLC we're getting for Division 2 is free, which is which is quite good. Yes. Um, but the one thing that, that sort of... Well, it's free me. with the Gold Edition. No, no, there, there are free... Um, oh, okay, there's there free ones there is, as well. Okay, yep, uh, cool. Uh, episode, episodic free DLC coming. Nice, um, nice. But one of the things that sort of hit me in the gut necessarily as a fan of The Division and as a fan of creating my character is clothing... It, from my experience, all the clothing I found, you need to pay real-world money for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In The Division 1, you'd go and do the first two missions in Manhattan. You'd go, i got a new jacket, i got new pants, i got new this. And you just go, they're all aesthetic. They don't necessarily... They do absolutely nothing. But it's just like, that jacket looks cool. That scarf looks sweet. Like, you yeah. constantly found clothing in The Division 1. But Division 2, I haven't found anything. So, I will say, I'm 15 hours in now, and yeah. I've found an entirety of three pieces of clothing. In-game? Okay. So, I found one pair of pants in game, and that's like literally in the last half hour of gaming that I played. Yeah. Um, like, just accidentally ran across a box, and they're like, oh, here's a pair of pants. I'm like, well, they look stupid, I'm not going to wear them. Yeah. Uh, but but the, um, the other two things I found, like, as, as rewards for finishing missions, sometimes you get access to custom clothing uh, caches. Yeah, crates, they, yeah. yeah. Loot crates, essentially. And I opened up both of them, and I got one item in each, and they were both hats. <laughs> One of them was almost exactly the same to the current cap that I'm wearing, so I didn't put it on. Yep. But it called itself a superior item, even though it gave me no stats. It's simply cosmetic. Yeah. And the other one was a an admiral's hat, like, uh, I've got like that one. yeah, I've got that one. <laughs> I've, got, like, I've got the 1990s gangster, the like the rap, like the fluoro coloured jacket. Oh shit! I look fucking sick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I my, I made mine look like a a bad ass. 
um, Sarah Connor from the original Terminator movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I did find, of course, because the game is set in summer, you don't necessarily have the options that you do in Division 1 in relation to coats and jackets and all that sort of stuff. Um, they've removed, in Division 1, you could choose shirt, and then you choose jacket on top of that. So they've removed the jacket option, which I was a bit, ah, come on. Um, but then you get to show you off your sweet guns. You get bought shorts. And your other guns. You get singlets. What? Yep. What the fuck? <laughs> it's set in summer. What? Ugh, so angry. Okay. I'm going to just point out that I'm really fucking pissed off about setting it in summer. Okay. It's stupid. It feels like this whole, oh, it's the dystopian future and it's summertime. And, oh, by the way, asthma can kill you, but it's summer and there's animals frolicking in the street. And I, a, I like the animals in the street. I think that's great, yeah. Wasted opportunity for me. Really? If they'd included it like in like uh, Red Dead or Far Cry with like random animal attacks, like you know, all of a sudden a cougar's jumping out and ripping off your when face. When was the last time that you heard about a cool. cougar killing someone in Washington? When was the last time you heard of a dollar flu annihilating most of the population of the earth? Oh well, look, oh, money yeah, makes a world go round. Look, I, I just think there was a wasted opportunity. Like the 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 look and feel for this. This game, uh, like chalk and cheese, like seven months have passed in uh, the game world it's timeline. Still, I think it's still 2015, or it's just 2016, or something like that. Yeah. So we moved from winter to summer. Yeah. And I, I just, I just don't know if like summer suits a dystopian future. Like they've tried for this really like uh, uh, there's a lot of light. There are like storms that you experience. Yeah, you get summer storms. Yeah. But like uh, this, the sleet, the sludge, the snow, like everything about it's the atmosphere of New York. Yeah. They, they, they captured that really well, and I just don't know if um, if we're getting that atmosphere in this game. Well, that's that's one thing I, I put in uh, in in my review is that the first division game is set in New York, and it is the most recognisable city in the world, probably the most popular city in the world. One of yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And setting a game in Washington, though it does have the White House, and you know it's got the the, the Washington Monument, Lincoln Memorial, Lincoln yeah. Memorial, all that sort of stuff. Um, and it, others. It's like basing a game in Canberra. Yes, it's got monuments, but who wants to go to Canberra? Yeah, who the fuck wants to go to Washington DC? Like, uh, like I made this point in my, my review as well. Like, I, I really think that they could have spun the glo- a globe around and put a pin in an, any other city, and it would have been better. Put it in fucking Paris. I think this would have been good in Los Angeles. Put it in LA. Put it or anywhere London. else. Yeah. Like, like I, I thought if you're going to put it in another American city, put it in Chicago. Uh, because you've got the river, you've got the bridges, you've got like separate zones, you've got all oh, sorts yeah. of shit going on. Yeah, I think there's there's a bunch of other places that would have been better set than fucking Washington DC because essentially they've tried to go for the same thing except like instead of like giant skyscrapers they've got like four story buildings four story buildings but like big open streets and parks and stuff like that yeah, which which is is great from the claustrophobic streets of New York but. It's not I as like exciting. Feel, it's though. not as exciting. Yeah. I like that feel. There was that tension of what's around the corner. What building can I go into and like climb up? Well, like, yeah, if you get I caught just... in the middle of the street and there's no cover, it's like shit. I need to go back to eighth and then cross up to fucking you know. Yeah, and uh, I just think there was some real, like real like they, they really captured that that mood. Yeah. In that first game, and this one, like they literally start off and they say in the opening sequence they're talking about yeah the the pharmacies ran out of drugs and everybody started dying and did your neighbour have a gun and you know asthma is now a lethal thing because no one's got medication. Flu, yeah. And like, 
and like they made this really like dire situation, and then they've made this open light world with, yeah, you know, it just feels yeah. like there's a very there's a big antithesis to what they're trying to sell you in the story and what you're playing in the game. I think if we go to Division Three, they'll they'll have to go outside of the US. They have to. They um, really do. I think it's a, a a big missed opportunity not to set this somewhere else around the world. I don't necessarily think that. I think you could have set the sequel in the US. There's there's no problem with that, but. You've got the East Coast for New York, put it in Los Angeles, or Vegas, like something like How that. How fucking cool would Vegas be? Put it in Tokyo, bright lights, neon, all If you're running on sand, you're, you're, you know, your movement speed drops in, you get shot easier if you're running on sand, or, yeah. or, or stuff like that. That would have been pretty cool. I, I think there's, there's, there was an opportunity here to do something bigger, yeah. and I get that it's iconic, I get it's there, like the center of America, and you know, that's where everything was founded in. I did get a mission the other day, which I'm just about to start, <laughs> where they asked me to go save the Declaration of Independence. So I was like, Nicholas Cage, motherfucker. <laughs> like, but yeah, like, like there's shit like that. I get it. I get why it's important for lore and story. Yeah. I feel, though, that this game really is like, I don't know, it feels like it's a really expansive DLC. It's it's like they've cut, taken a fraction. I would yeah, say. A like it's of that, it's yeah. just it's somewhere in between a big DLC and a full game. Yeah, like just not quite that full the full hog. Sort of. I'm uh, yeah. It's hard to say. I, I'm really really enjoying my time with it. Uh, friend of the show uh, and who who was on the Captain Marvel episode, Aaron, of course, is picking this up. Uh, he picks up uh, tomorrow or today, day release. Sure, sure. Uh, and, and we love Division One, so we can't you know wait to group up and play together and all that sort of stuff. Yes, but it's just I think it's just the atmosphere of New New York compared to Washington. At least like America might be absolutely chewing this up right now because it might be a big deal for them. But for for us Australia, it's it's yeah, cool. That's that's you know your nation's capital. That's all good and well. But New York is. At least, for my mind, far superior to Washington. hundred oh, percent. Like the the the, the theatre that we're setting this in mm. is just so much better set for New York than it is for this. So yeah. it's just really disappointing that they've chosen to do something on like you know it's such a big grand scale. It feels really shrunken down for this. Like the map yeah. is large, but like it feels like you're in a much smaller place, like a almost like a large town uh, rather than a major it city. Is, it is interesting when you arrive, when you know your character first starts in Washington before you even sort of walk up to the White House. It's just seeing how open and wide it is, and I got that feeling of you know your character I think starts in like a car park or something, and you look yeah. around your next door park and you're like, there is no cover between me and that tree that's like 400 meters away. Yeah. This is going to be interesting if a firefight breaks out in the middle here because unless you've got a shield or that deployable cover, you're screwed. You're out <laughs> in the open. You're screed. And I know you're a big fan of the uh, the cover-to-cover systems. You love that Gears shit. Gears of War and uh, Ghost Recons. I found this played a little bit like Ghost Recons. Uh, yeah. Of course it did. Yeah, absolutely. Like Very similar feel. If you like the Ghost Recon stuff, if you like Division 1, yeah. you will get more of the same in here. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, look... Slightly less mobile version of, um, uh, like, you know, oh, Ghost Recon. Ghost Recon, you're getting vehicles and cars yeah. and all that sort this of This is yeah. very much, you're on foot, you're just dealing with it street to street. There is cover everywhere, and I found the best tactic for me as far as combat's concerned is I can f- always find a defendable position, Yep. set myself up, and just, like, pop around the corner. Pop, 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 done. Yeah, I clear the... The only times I've really had to move and change position mm. is when you start getting the heavies chasing you down. And, and that, that, that's one thing they changed from Division 1. Enemies just used to have a large amount of health and you had to you know, slowly nick them down. Which, of course, you're shooting a, you know, a shotgun, a rifle at someone who's not wearing a shirt. 
two shots, they're dead in real life. Like yeah, something yeah, yeah. like that. Where be, in, a, be a bit more realistic about yeah, that. Yeah. Where in Ghost Recon, it didn't matter what gun you had. Or same with Rainbow Six Siege, which is Ubisoft's massive, massive game. You shoot someone shoot in the head. head, they're fucking out. Yeah. Um, where I will like as well with the the bosses in this is they've got they come in and they walk in and they literally are wearing like covered in armor, fifty kilos of armor, and yeah. like as you slowly wear them down, like through the various stages, bits of armor will start popping off. Yeah, so it makes it at least a little that bit works. more functionally, you know, proper. Like you yeah. can look at that and go, okay, now I can visually see the difference between yeah. shooting just a, a guy dressed in a t-shirt and board shorts yeah. to shooting a guy in armour. That makes sense for me. So. Yeah, essentially I was taking on a boss. He was doing fuckloads of damage to me. He was backing me into a corner. I'm like, I'm screwed. I'm going to die. As soon as I shot him, his chest piece fell off and just went, oh, hello. Shot him once with a shotgun, dead. Like, yeah. bang, out. It's, it's great. Like, yeah, Sweet, that's what I want. Yeah, look... I, I had a lot of fun with this game. I really did. I think it, I think it was awesome. Like it, it really, I really got into Division One. Yep. I'm still getting into this game now. It's very, very addictive gameplay. It brings into a lot uh, to play a lot of elements from other games that I would like to see happen more regularly. Yep. And but I, I just think for me the biggest downer for this game is not what it's it's doing. It's it's what it hasn't done, and it hasn't really taken a giant leap forward. You know, they've had three years to develop something, mm. and they've really come out with pretty much the, like you were, we were saying pre-roll, like the, they've come out with the the end version of Division One. They've just taken that and gone, here's the the final package product, and which uh, it's not necessarily a bad thing. No, it's not. Yeah, it, it's not. A, it's not a detractor. It's just that I was expecting to see that next step forward, that next progression in the game. Yeah, where they're bringing something new to the table, and it feels like. They're doing all of the same things in a more polished way, yep. and that's about it. So, you know, that's that's why I think that I've scored it the way that I have on my video. So go to YouTube and check out our YouTube channel, Shaken.Nerd, on YouTube.com. I think that's the website. I'll have to check. Um, but, yeah, check it out there. We, we, I've done a video review. That's why I've given that score the way that I have. Yes, and uh, I've... I've uh, of course, you've done the video review, so you don't know my official score. No, because we've talked about a pre-roll. Uh, I would say it's very, very. If you, l- I'm going to give it two, two scores, because two scores. Fuck you, that's why. <laughs> um, if you like the Division One, uh, and you're a big fan of the the Ubisoft, the Tom Clancy series of games, I'm going to say four out of five stars. Okay. If you've never played the Division before, you're playing. You, you've just bought yourself an Xbox or a PlayStation, or you've gotten this on PC. You're, you're completely brand new to the gaming world, and you don't have any sort of none of your friends play th- this game, or you're gonna essentially play it solo. I'd say three and a half out of five. Okay. This game shines when playing with friends, and it is a very very fun game. But playing it multiplayer or playing it solo, you're not necessarily experiencing the raids and the dark zone all sort of forming together. Yeah. Uh, look. I, I would totally agree with that. I've not gone into the multiplayer stuff just yet. Yeah. Uh, my brother, who is a massive fan of the original series, uh, has not yet got a copy. So he's waiting. He's waiting for uh, the normal release to come out. Yep. So I'm going to wait for that and play online with him. Like we usually clan up and get into that game. It's it's a lot of fun. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to that aspect. So I'm just saving that for a time where I can experience it with the, with the crew that I like to play with. I will say as well, they do have an option in this game if you haven't got, you know, 
if you're a loser like myself and you're waiting for your brother or something, uh, or you're just waiting for other friends to join, you can actually join clans in this game. Yeah, you could do uh, that in the first one. Yeah. You could join a clan or create your own clan. Um, so there are options for you to join in with other people that may also be playing um, that you might not have met yet. So great opportunities, I think, to actually yeah. experience the game in different ways. And yeah, full credit for them uh, to, to Ubisoft for actually allowing people to do that stuff. Yeah. I think it's a, a really great way to open up the world for the game. Yeah, I think I think Division 1 taught uh, sort of how to walk. Division 2 is how to run. Yeah. Next is how to ride a bike or how to get in a car or something. How like to that. fly, baby. How to fly. Oh, yeah, that too. Um, but Fuzzy, <laughs> we got something special coming up next week. Do we just? We do. So uh, as of last week's episode... I picked up a copy of the Devil May Cry HD Remaster Pack, which you now hold in your hand, still in my hot little hand. And it looks interesting. You're going to play Devil May Cry 3, which chronologically is the <sighs> first game. Yep. Uh, Story-wise, <laughs> it's the first game. Sigh. Yes. Uh, you're going to give us a review for next week's episode? I will. It's not a long game. It's not necessarily long. It's about five or six hours. Well, look, you know, I'm looking forward to the intense, stylish combat, combat, combat at a blistering 60 frames per second. So, yes. Yeah. And of course, it's unopened. So I'm really happy that you've given me this because I get to wreck this game for you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, give it back. Uh, but also, we're looking at doing. We haven't necessarily confirmed. We're in the pipeworks of doing it at the moment. Doing a Sierco Seek. I just can't pronounce that game. Sekiro. Sekiro. Yes. Um, Shadows never die. That's what it is. Yes. 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 Shad- uh, uh, something die twice. Shadows die twice. Yes. Uh, live stream. Yeah. Absolutely. Look. Um, I know we, we talked about this earlier uh, last week, actually, with Michael. Yeah. Uh, that they are not allowing uh, review copies to go out prior to go live. So yep. I, I think this game looks really awesome. I've heard it described from people who, who have played it as a combination between um, Dark Souls yep. and Tenchu. Now, I don't know uh, if you played Tenchu. Yeah, Tenchu was a fucking great game. Yeah, it was. That yeah. was one of my absolute favorite games. So I've heard it described as that. Whether or not it plays like that is a different story. Yep. Um, I'm going to be purchasing a copy. Uh, I, I may or may not buy it on the day of purchase. So not necessarily a pre-order, but I will be getting it uploaded um, yeah, prior to the go live date. And we will we will do some live stream. Do some live streaming of it, yeah. yeah. It's going to be exciting. I'm looking forward to it. It's... Um, Oh, look, like I said, I'm a little bit nervous, but they haven't given out re- review copies yet. But I, I feel like what I've seen already, it looks, it looks like it could be quite good. Even if it's not, it's a samurai ninja warrior. It, it, it's up your alley. Yeah, it's exactly up my alley. It's exactly up the alley of Dark Souls, Tenchu. If it's anything like um, Neo, which I played recently, which oh, yeah. I love that game. It's so good. Anything like that, I'm. 100% on board. So Groovy. So next week's episode will be Devil May Cry review. And I will be reviewing the two new operators for Rainbow Six Siege that came out, I believe, last week. Yeah. So I'll actually be able to provide an in-depth review on who... Two Mozzie Australians, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, true blue, buddy. Mozzie and Gridlock next yeah, week. Yeah, nice. So, uh, nice, mate. <laughs> I that's how we all talk uh, down under. Fair enough. <laughs> I am uh, duty signing off. Uh, pick up the Division 2 because, wow. Wow, wow, we were. Well, well, we are. Yeah. And I've been Fuzzy Dan reminding you to never, ever, ever, ever pre-order anything ever, especially from EA. <laughs>